0: How are we going to restore our nation back to a sensible citizen-centric government? Welcome to Reimagine America with Joyce Cordy. Joyce is a businesswoman, not a politician. And she's here to offer pragmatic, possible, and postpartisan solutions for the 21st century. Now, here's your host for Reimagine America, Joyce Cordy. Welcome to
1: the Reimagine America Radio Hour. I'm a businesswoman, not a politician. I solve problems, I don't make them. As American business, large and small, is now in the middle of the 2022 business planning process, the congressional whispers of a compulsory national paid family leave law adds one more level of uncertainty to next year's business outlook. In addition to an unstable global supply chain, a shortage of skilled workers, and the uncertainty surrounding a possible winter resurgence of COVID. Well, you know, after the COVID uh, emergency, paid family leave sounds promising, but there's so many uncertainties as to what, where, when, and how it'll all work despite some members of Congress pointing to the federal paid family leave plan as a prototype. Well, <laughs> a little research shows that yet another feint in the battle between House progressives and the larger House new Democrats or the more moderate caucuses, plus those Senate Democrats. And you know what? In the Senate, the resistance is really more than mansion and cinema. They're just taking the heat for a number of their colleagues. But what the research reveals is there isn't any such thing as paid family leave anywhere in the United States and much less than is claimed outside the USA. Contrary to statements from Congress and the White House, nowhere in the United States is there a guarantee of such paid family leave, not even in generous California, where such leave exists only for those workers who have been paying into the state disability insurance program for a period of up to 18 months prior to making their claim nor in the Federal Employee Paid Leave Act, which is restricted to parental bonding in the first 12 months following birth or adoption. And all of those programs require prior service, plus a contract to return to work for a specific period of time after the paid leave is completed, nor in the Federal Family and Medical Leave Act is their paid family leave. There is a guarantee of family medical leave, yes, but it's unpaid. What it offers is a guaranteed right to return to the job provided that you return within a specified period of time. So let me repeat that because it's such a surprise to millions of Americans waiting breathlessly for a benefit that has never existed in the country in the past. Unless through state disability insurance, or as part of a private labor agreement, or a tech industry employee benefit package, nor do the European countries that Bernie Sanders likes to point to as more enlightened, she says in air quotes, than we, do they pay family leave. Almost all the leave in the countries Bernie Sanders likes to refer to, our parenting leave taken in the first 12 months of a child's life. How do I know that? Bernie, I did the research. The proposed Build Back Better legislation is capped at $4,000 a month beginning sometime in 2023 or 2024 with only three days of bereavement offered in the first year after passage, which will be 22 or 23, not sure yet. So if we assume that the latest maximum benefit of four weeks of leave is the final, is the final benefit, then that means that the paid family leave, which we have all waited for breathlessly, is a total of $4,000. Which brings me to another question. Will there be an opt-out of this $4,000 top one month family leave option? for the 56% of employers in the United States today who offer paid leave through employee benefit programs and or whose state disability programs will exceed $4,000 or $1,000 a week maximum. And certainly in California the state disability program pays more than it pays up to Um, two-thirds of your pre-tax salary. So will the states with those disability programs and the private employers who have paid family leave and parental leave as an employee benefit, will they be allowed to opt out? And will the premiums that they pay as employers to provide these benefits be a tax credit, or will these employers and employees, because state disability insurance requires both parties to pay into the system, be double taxed? Hmm, that's an interesting question, isn't it? The Build Back Better family leave benefit will be administered, we hear as a rumor, by, well, perhaps the Social Security Administration, or maybe the Treasury Department, or maybe through the various state unemployment insurance offices, or advanced by the employer and then treated as an additional payroll tax deduction with unknown amounts of associated paperwork also not addressed is the issue of the frequency of the benefit. How long must the employee be employed prior to applying for the new Build Back Better or BBB benefit? Will there be any return to work requirement? Will there be any limit to the number of years that the benefit can be used or the intervening work periods between taking leaves? Can the employee claim both parental leave and family leave in the same year? And can more than one employee claim leave for the same eligible dependent? the answers to those questions make a big difference both in the value of the of the benefit and the cost to both employers and taxpayers but you know what i'm willing to wager that none of these details will be relieved will, will be re- relieved will be revealed if the plan is passed through both houses of Congress. And that's because before a penny is paid in benefits to low income workers, it will be necessary to build a new permanent federal bureaucracy to write the regulations that spell out the answers to these questions. Our congressional representatives are far too busy to work on these mundane billions and billions of dollar details. They can't be bothered. And then there is the matter of how and how to pay for a benefit estimated to cost $226 billion with a B. That's $226 billion. Billion dollars over the next ten years. First, they said, "Oh, we're going to increase the income tax on people making more than over than more than four hundred thousand dollars a year." Well, it's not specified if that is individual or a couple, and that makes a rather sizable difference in your tax bill. Well, we don't have to worry about that one anymore, nor the idea of an increase in corporate taxes from 21 to 25 or 28% of net taxable earnings. Well, since none of those are on the table anymore, more recently, as recently as Monday, October 25th, there was talk of a billionaire asset tax that would hit only the top 100 of the 1% of the wealthiest in the country. And it would pay for all of this stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know that bridge in the Yukon? In addition to that, the billionaire tax, as uh, it is uh, euphemistically called, is of questionable constitutionality because the 16th Amendment deals with tax on income, not wealth. It's a different thing. You you get income and you out of income make wealth. It turns out that the billionaire tax is not popular with either the chairman of the budget and the chairman of the Ways and Means Committees in the House. So I'm sorry, Senator Warren, it looks like that one is going to be stillborn yet again. It would be too complicated, say these chairmen, to administer, even if it could pass constitutional muster, which is very questionable. Again, there is a difference between income and assets, and the 16th Amendment is pretty specific about income. October the 26th, that's a Tuesday, The new proposal is a 15% minimum tax on corporations who have positive revenue, but after applying all the loopholes have no tax liability. And, you know, speaking for small and medium business, if you went after the loopholes that big business uses, you would have both a fairer tax system and a more competitive marketplace. But that would be too complicated if you're trying to create a $2 trillion package in four business days. By the way, it should be noted that none of these ideas would raise sufficient revenue to fund all of the new social safety net programs included in the Build Back Better plan, even ignoring most of the climate measures, which may or may not make it into the final deal. So just for purposes of, of ballpark parking and doing some future planning for your business budgeting in future years, I followed Bernie Sanders' comparison of US family leave policies to that one he wants to point out always, the smaller and more homogenized Norway. And you know what? Their parental leave policies are more generous. And their elder care is guaranteed if you've worked all your life in Norway. And how do they pay for that? Well, some ways similar to us, in some ways not so similar. Their current year tax rate, their corporate tax rate is 22%. Their personal income tax rate is 38.2% percent Their social security or what we would call FICA, payroll taxes, are 22.3%. And as you're doing your business planning, I should note that in Norway, in Bernie Sanders' Nirvana, social security is paid 14.10%. By the employer and 8.2 percent by the employee, versus the United States, where each the employer and the employee pays 7.56 percent on the first hundred and fifty thousand in income. If you're an employer, if you're a smaller medium business, and you're looking at your 2022 business plan. Family leave is one unknown I think you can set aside for this year. You can set it aside until at least 2023 and maybe 2024. But if you're smart, you're doing five-year planning. And so you know that come around 2024, that light you see as you're doing your budget is not the end of the tunnel. It is the speeding locomotive. Because we cannot talk about expanding the social safe safety net, providing family leave benefits, while ignoring the fact that the Social Security and Medicare trust fund trustees recently announced that Social Security's trust fund will expire in 2033 or sooner, depending on levels of paid into the fund, and that the Medicare trust fund expires as early as 2026. My guess is that after the 2022 midterms, Congress will be forced to make the necessary increases in the Social Security and Medicare tax programs, which are today a combined employer-employee 15.6% on the first 150000 of income and 2.9% for Medicare thereafter. And you know what? When they make that increase for Social Security and Medicare, the bedrock of our social safety net. They might just decide that's the moment to slip a little something in to expand that family leave program to the size they originally hoped. That's going to be a democratic priority at the earliest opportunity they get. So think of four weeks paid family leave as the beginning. And if you're either an employer or an employee, a taxpayer in either situation, whether you favor this legislation or not, the details matter and they matter hugely because we could see ourselves with this expanded social safety net with a FICA program, as we like to call our payroll taxes. Of as much as 22%, the only difference between us and Norway would then be how we split the employer-employee portions of that 22%. But 22% is definitely not out of the realm of the possible in a couple of years. That will place upward wage pressure on every employer in the country in a very competitive global marketplace. So whether you favor the legislation or not those minor details like who and how much it costs and who pays they matter hugely to you. So I'm going to suggest that you do what I did. Call your congressperson today and demand that the details of what's in the program and how it's going to be paid for be explained before the passage of any Build Back Better legislation.
0: Thanks for listening to Reimagine America with Joyce Cordy. You can learn more at reimagineamerica.org. Got a comment or an idea for a future show? Email Joyce at reimagineamerica.org or find her on Twitter at Joyce Cordy or at Reimagine Radio. Take a minute now and go to reimagineamerica.org. Join the forum. We'd love to hear your thoughts. If you love the podcast, donate and tell others. You can invite Joyce to speak at your next meeting or conference through reimagineamerica.org. And finally, Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast at ricochet.com or c-sweetnetwork.com. That's c-sweetnetwork.com. Together, we really can reimagine America. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-sweetradio.com.